bonjour, and welcome to The French Way, the podcast about French-inspired wellness for healthy living and sustainable weight loss. I'm Karen Gombo, your French-American host and certified weight loss coach. So grab a coffee and a croissant and let's go. Hi, Deanna. So happy to have you. Hey, Karen. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes. No, really excited to talk to you. So let's dive right in. Can you just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and your health and wellness journey? I will. So first of all, I am Deanna Pizitz. I'm the creator of Well and Worthy Life. It started off just as a blog, which is kind of funny now because it has evolved to so much more. Now I have a podcast. I'm a coach, a health coach. I got my certification for health coach at Institute of Integrative Nutrition about five or six years ago. Before that, I had owned a pure bar studio. I don't know if you're familiar with bar, but it was a franchise here and I owned that. And before that, I was a stay-at-home mom. I have three sons. I'm on my third marriage, which is crazy. But I tell him he's the best one I've had so far. (laughs) But I am going to keep them. And I have a beautiful granddaughter, which is my world and my big why. When I'm coaching clients, I always say, you've got to figure out your big why. Like, why is that one big thing? You know, that thing that's going to keep you going. So that's a little bit about me. I've had a lot of ups and downs all through my life. I was telling my group the other day, I think I started my first diet when I was 14 years old, my mother put me on it. So I've been on that diet roller coaster for years and finally have figured out the way to get off of it. So why don't you share with us, how did you do that? And how (laughs) also do you help your clients today? And tell us a little bit about your business too. Okay. Well, so I think it's a, a process and it has been a journey. Like it's not something that we just arrive and we, we get there. Right. And a lot of the things that we've been taught as when we were little girls, um, like I said, that goes back to my big why. I, I want my granddaughter never to even think diet, to never think, oh, I can't eat that. Really for me, my big aha moment was realizing it's not the big things that we do. It's not a diet that we do that transforms us. It's the small things that we do consistently. And it all starts with our mindset. And to me, when you start with your mindset and those messages that you've been taught, you know, for me, like I said, 14, it was, you've got to eat a certain thing so you can look a certain way. And you have to really take control of those thoughts and replace them with different thoughts. And it is a process. It is a journey. And I still work on that today. So when I work with my clients, we first start with mindset. Because to me, mindset is, it's like I said, If you can conquer the mindset, and I don't think we ever conquer it, but if you can really work on that and continuously work on that in your journey, then I think you can do anything. I really think you can do anything, but it all starts with mindset and it starts with making small changes 
and Karen, I know you know this too. I mean, it's these, you see it with your clients. It's small little habits that we do, like drink more water. And how are we going to drink more water? Where are we going to add that in? And it seems so little, like how could that make a big difference? But it does over time. And it makes a huge difference. I, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. So and I think that so many times we think we have to do these big things and mm-hmm. we don't just let ourselves know that, hey, if I just drink some more water, I just add that and I get that habit down. Oh, great. That's great. Okay. Now I've got my water intake. Okay. So then add something else. Maybe it's, maybe your movement's fine. And I like to call it movement over exercise because a lot of people hate that word exercise or workout. And so are you moving your body enough? You know, if you're not, what could you do to increase it just a little bit? It doesn't have to be some big major change. I think the biggest mistake I see women make every single day is they take on too much and they think it should all be perfect. And then they beat themselves up and we do not change when we feel bad. We only change when we feel good. So we have to celebrate those little bitty wins, those little bitty, I drank more water. Yay. That's awesome. I took 500 more steps today than I did yesterday. Great. It's just these little things. It seems so simple, but for some reason it's so hard. Yeah. And you know, I love it. And I agree 100% with everything that you're saying and the way that I like to think about it with my clients is I like to dial up or dial down. So Mm, when you're coming up with a a habit, if it's more water, you know, it's not like you said, don't go all in, don't change everything because that's extremely hard to maintain. But what can you just do a little bit more of or a little bit less of? That's why Mm. I love the dial up, dial down, but it's exactly the same thing that you're saying. For, Mm. For anything I think to be sustainable, it has to be small, steps so I can uh, fully agree. And it goes back to the sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so many things, these diets or whatever we may decide we want to do, is it sustainable? If it's taking up so much of your time and energy, is that really sustainable in your lifestyle? And I think the biggest other thing that I work with my clients is to help them to understand that, that no one does it always the same way. Like we're all so different. And so what works for me may not work for somebody else. And we have to find what works for our lifestyle. You know, I have clients that are big into meal prep, for instance, they, they want to do the meal prep on a Sunday afternoon, spend two or three hours in the kitchen. Well, let me tell you something that does not work for me at all. I'm not a meal prep kind of girl. Uh, My meal prep consists of shopping places where it's already chopped up. You know, it's, it's my meal prep is thinking ahead, making sure I have things on hand. But I think that that's the biggest thing too, that, that we're all so different but yet we're so alike. And another big thing I find with women is we think we're the only one. 
Everybody else has it all figured out. It's just us, just me, and I'm all alone. And that's a, not a good place to be. So that's why I think that it's really important to make sure you surround yourself with like-minded people so that you know you're not alone and what you're experiencing, I bet somebody else has experienced that same thing or close to it. And so for you personally, in terms like what has worked for you, maybe like three mindset, do you have any mindset hacks? But also I would love to hear about your daily routine and your habits that you've put in place that are sustainable for you. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I have really worked on over the years that has been really helps me with my mindset is my morning routine. And years ago, I read the book, The Miracle Morning, and it changed my life. It really changed my life. It was it's uh, by Hal Elrod. And he talks about the, he calls them savers. So these six, is it S-A-V-E-R-S, six things, six things that we should do every morning, that successful people do every morning. What I found out is going through this process, I didn't have to do all six every single day. At first, I was like, I got to do them all. And as I've worked through my morning routine, I kind of get bored when I do the same thing all the time. So I kind of rearrange my routine, but I always have a morning routine, things that work on my mindset. So reading you know, make sure I'm reading something. And I I like my Bible. I'm reading my Bible, my spiritual life. I'm working on that first thing in the morning. It really sets me up for success. I like to make my bed. Again, a small win. It's just those, those little things. If I've got my bed made, then at least I've accomplished that for today, right? So it's that morning workout that I like. Workout has never been a problem for me, but I have learned that if I don't do it in the morning, it's not going to get done because I get busy in my day. So my workout, my morning routine really sets my mind up for success or failure. And it's talking to myself positively, not just, oh, you're, you know, great, but, you know, rearranging, like if I let those, those thoughts from yesterday creep in like, oh, you shouldn't have eaten all that chocolate. You, you're so bad. Now today you can't eat anything. You know, I mean, boy, I have been there before. Now, if those thoughts ever creep into my head, I'm just like, I can eat whatever I want whenever I want to, but I want to nourish my body today to feel my best. And it's, it's about making those decisions early in the day. Like, how do I want to feel? Those things are really important. The things that I do every single day, I drink my water. That's just a habit. I've never, ever since I gave up my Diet Coke addiction, which I did have one of those waters. I pretty much, I drink two cups of coffee in the morning and then water the rest of the day. I don't really add anything else. So water is never a problem for me. My workouts, like I said, that movement, and it's not just that workout because I'm really very intentional about my movement. I want to do some sort of 
workout because I feel better. But I want to, I used to think, oh, I got that workout in, I'm done for the day. And, you know, I'm not chasing children like I used to be. So I was, I found myself sitting a lot. So now my goal is eight to 10,000 steps a day for sure. And I, most days go way over that, but I have to be intentional about that goal. And the other thing I really think about is I really think about food as nourishment, but I want it to taste good too. I don't want it to just be like a salad or something boring. I want it to have a lot of flavor. So I really, it's about having the right things in my kitchen and being prepared for that. So what would you eat for lunch? Give us an example of something that uh, so you could eat regularly. Okay, so I I shared this on Instagram and people are like, that's weird. But I mean, it's not very pretty, but I love it. Um, I usually like I'll get a couple of eggs and two or three eggs. I might have three eggs sometimes, depending on how hungry I am. And then I'm going to mix that up. I get chicken sausage and I cut that up. I get any vegetables I have in my refrigerator, like spinach, mushrooms, onions, peppers, whatever I have. I saute all of that together in a pan. And then if I want a little extra protein, I put in some cottage cheese. Yeah. Like I said, it's not real pretty. And then I sprinkle everything but the bagel on it. And it is delicious. If I have some avocado, I might add some avocado. But that's usually lunch is going to be my first meal. My first meal is anywhere between 10 and 12, really. That And that's usually... That's how I love to break my fast. Okay. Amy, we're getting older. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's part of life. And I'm just curious how your health routine has changed maybe in the past 10 years because, you know, both of us are in our 50s and things mm. change. And one of the messages I would love to send out to women is that even in our 50s, we can still be the healthiest we've ever been have as much energy as we had when we we're 20 and everything that you do, it's, it's almost a cut and paste of my routine, which is yeah. actually really, really funny. We hadn't discussed that before. So what has changed over the past 10 years? Is there anything like that you stopped doing that as you got older, it wasn't serving you anymore? Well, I really, okay. So the biggest thing I think over the past 10 years for me is adding more protein, really being protein Mm -hmm. focused because we know we start losing our muscle in our thirties. I wish I would have known it then. So that and strength training, those are the two things I've been really, really focused on the last really to me five years, but I should have been focused on the last 10 years. Another thing that I really changed up, but I changed this up in my early 40s and I'm 58 now, is my running, my exercise. So I was a runner. I loved it. I ran with my friends and it was so funny because I would run, we would run three and four miles a day and would solve all the problems in the world. All of them, right? The only problem was I couldn't walk after (laughs) my hip hurt so bad. So. I guess around 42 or 43, I walked into a bar studio and I found Pure Bar and it was 
became my love. And I ended up opening up a studio and teaching bar for a long time. And it really changed the way I worked out. I was a much more gentle approach to my body instead of that hard pounding, that aerobic activity, more resistance training. So that that was huge to me. I mean, really from then too, really paying attention to what I, I put in my body. I was, I really did not think, I wish again, I would have known what I know now and I would have paid more attention when I was younger. Because at this age, I really do have more energy definitely more energy. I feel better. Um, I do have a few aches and pains (laughs) that I didn't have when I was in my thirties and forties, but definitely have more energy. I listen, I keep up with my four-year-old granddaughter. I got to have that energy, right? (laughs) I know recently you came to Europe. You spent some time, quite a bit of time in Italy and in France. I just love to hear your perspective and maybe some observations about lifestyle, positive or negative, but, you know, observations and things that kind of, you know, made you curious as to why they did that or, or, you know, just curious about what you thought. So this wasn't my first time I've been to Italy. It was, um, and I've been to France. I've been anyway, so I've been to Europe a few times, but one of the biggest things that I notice every time that I'm there is that, you know, I can eat the bread, I can drink the wine and I don't drink on a hardly ever anymore, but it does not affect me like it does in the United States. I mean, it's a huge difference this time in particular, when I was there in May, I decided because I'd really gone alcohol free about 95% of the time, but I decided to have a couple of glasses of wine and didn't have any problems with sleep, didn't have, and at home, if I do that in the United States, oh, I mean, I'm talking a half a glass of wine. It It's a really big difference. Like I said, the bread, I felt like I could eat the bread and not have a problem. You know, you're much more active in most of the places I was, we could walk everywhere. Luckily, I live in a neighborhood where I can walk a lot, but I'm not going to, we don't have markets like y'all have. I would give anything if we had the markets and, you know, it, it's, it's, it is a different way of life for sure, which I love. And I wish I could create it in my little town, but it's not going to happen. But I do try to, I try to walk a lot. I could walk to the grocery store here, but it would be trying to get my groceries back would be hard. But those are the things that I really felt like stood out to me. And one time, uh, this was when my son and I were in London, I went into this, I, I feel like it was like a grocery store. I don't really remember what it was, but it had all the American foods. It said America or something. And it had like Pop-Tarts and all this crap. I was like, oh my gosh, because we have so much processed foods, foods that are not allowed over in Europe. No, it's true. There's there's actually quite a bit of U.S. food that's not allowed here. Uh, Yeah, which I think is awesome, which I wish we could change some of that. So, So do you think it's linked to the quality of the food? You know, we mentioned the bread and the wine. Is it a question of quality? Is it a question of quantity? Do you have any idea on why 
I think it's just our way of life over here. For one thing, I think we allow more things to be in our food, to be in our wine. And it's, I'm sure, because of the money uh, that it brings us, right? And the other thing is, I think that we are more sedentary. We don't live, most of the people do not live like in walking villages. We don't have like markets like you. I mean, everywhere we went, there was markets. Uh, we didn't, we don't have that. So I think that's one thing. But one thing that did surprise me, and maybe it was because I don't live in a big city and I'm not in a downtown area, but I did see more smoking in Europe. Oh. Uh, then I see, even when I'm in New York, in fact, I just got back from New York, I see more people smoking in Europe. Do you think there are more smokers in Europe? It's actually a really good question because, I mean, a lot of it has, you can't smoke in restaurants anymore. At least in France, you can't. You can smoke yes. outside. But even then, it's quite frowned upon. Now, and people will usually yes, ask, you know, if you're sitting next, to, you know, do you mind if I smoke? I think people in Europe smoke a lot less <laughs> mm -hmm. um, than they used to, but it's a good remark. I don't know. I'll have to, because I don't smoke and I, and I actually don't know yeah. anybody who smokes uh, or very few people. So I'm going to, I'll keep an eye out. It's yeah, possible. well, I was a I was a closet smoker for years, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. And so I just noticed it when I was walking. We were in Lake Como walking around and I saw people smoking. I'm trying to think of when we were in France, if I really saw we were in the countryside in France. So I didn't really see that in France so much. But I, I did remark and I thought, you know, certainly less than I used to see. But like when I was in New York, walking around New York, up and down Fifth. This last time, I didn't Nobody. see anybody smoking. Nobody smoking. Okay. Interesting. So, no, I yeah. think that there is a, a um, I don't even know what the word is in English, a an awareness now, of course, around all of right. these right. health yeah. issues. Yeah. So I think it's decreased. It's definitely decreased. Yeah. I used to smoke I would also. definitely say that, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was just one thing I noticed. But yeah. everything else, y'all got it Y'all got it right. Yeah. So. No, no, no. It's, um, no, it is, you know, it is pretty am amazing. And I know that we're lucky, but, but I think that there's also so much positive change that has gone on in the U S over these past few years oh, yes. in terms of health consciousness and that I'm happy also to see that so much change has happened in the U S though. Yes. So. And we really mm -hmm. have had more awareness for sure, mm -hmm. but we still, we still have a long way to go a long way. That's okay. <laughs> you, so have to have, you have to have somewhere to go, right? Yes. <laughs> now that, well, there's all, there'll always be, you know, That's things right. that we can improve on and opportunities. So, um, exactly. I agree. So tell me about your new, um, or your private podcast. Tell me all about so, it. So I have a private podcast and you can put the link to it in your show notes, yes, but will. it's called Reset to Re-Energize. Okay. And if somebody is looking, it's eight quick episodes. I mean, they're like, some of them are like two minutes, some of them are like three minutes. So you can binge listen and you can start making some small changes so that you can have more energy. You know, that's what we all want, really. 
I mean, yes, maybe we want to lose some weight or whatever, but we need more energy so that we can do these things so that we can live our life. I just give you some little tips that are easy to put into practice to have more energy because we all want more energy. At least I do. (laughs) Okay, great. And is there anything else that, you know, we haven't touched upon that you would love to share or a final story that, you know, something that you experienced maybe that, yeah, you'd like to share? Really, the only thing that I, I really want to share is my biggest goal is to help women that are in their, I mean, really anywhere from late 30s and up that are going through perimenopause and menopause, that they are just can't figure out what to do. Like something is off and they may not even connect the dots because to be honest, when I was 40, I did not connect the dots of perimenopause, menopause. I mean, I just, it didn't even dawn on me. And if I had known then what I know now, it would have made a difference in my journey through perimenopause and menopause. And so that's why I do have a group called Revive Now that we are a group of women that are either in the midst of perimenopause or postmenopause, menopausal, that we go through these mindset practices. We talk about nourishment. We talk about what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, like I said, I think the biggest thing that we need to all understand is we're not alone and that we're all different. There's not one way. There's not one size fits all. And I think those are the the most important things. But if you can connect the dots and start making some small changes, then it can change everything. Okay, great. Well, we'll put all of that information in the show notes. And so, yeah, so the podcast is Reset to Re-Energize, and we can find that on all of the major platforms. No, you'll, they'll have to have this link, your link. Okay. We'll send you the link to that because it is a private podcast, Okay, but it's a free private podcast. I'll send you the link for that. It's wellandworthylife.com forward slash reset dash to dash re-energize. Okay. Easy enough, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that takes you to it. Okay. You put your email address in there and then it, it uh, sends it to you. Then you'll get it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, thank Great. you very much. It was wonderful. Well, thank you. I'm really excited about being here on your podcast today. And I really appreciate you taking the time. No, thank you. If you're loving this podcast, be sure to follow so that you don't miss any episodes. Au revoir et à bientôt.